Hi, I'm Michelle, and I'm... Wait, am I the straight-laced psychotherapist? I thought I was going to be the unconventional hypnotherapist, and you were going to be the super serious trauma specialist. No, you were going to be the relationship expert. Like, love expert. And you're going to be the specialist who guides people with down-to-earth techniques for transmuting trauma? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Okay, good. I'll be the love expert. I mean, I am the love expert. I think we have this all sorted out. I'm Laura Richer, founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, a therapist at Anchor Light, and this is Holding Ground. Today and every Monday, we've got a little bit of everything for you. Shall we? Yeah, let's do this. Good morning. This is Laura Richer. I'm the founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington, and you are listening to Holding Ground, where every Monday morning we bring you a little bit of everything in the world of therapy and positive mental health. Um, You can also catch us anywhere your favorite podcast is streamed, like iTunes, Spotify, Podcast One, and all your other favorites. So today I am here with another Anchor Light Therapy therapist, Mara Harrington. Good morning, Mara. Good morning, Laura. Thanks for having me back again. And good morning to all of our listeners. So I am so excited to have Mara here with me today because today we're going to be talking about therapy as we always do, but we're talking Mm. about my favorite therapy and that is hypnotherapy. So at Anchor Light Therapy Collective, several of our therapists are trained in hypnotherapy because it is such an effective therapy and it has kind of a crazy reputation. So I love to talk about it and dispel all the myths so we can get everyone who has an interest to try it out because it works so well. So Mara, you recently trained in hypnotherapy and I wanted to know what you thought about it, what you, what you thought before you tried it and what you thought afterwards. Well, um, I, am the biggest skeptic (laughs) and I never really thought of it as a treatment for mental health I thought of it as something you know that was an entertainment I didn't really think of it as something that could help so so where do you think that came from for you because like I said a lot of my clients they're kind of interested but they're scared they have a lot of misconceptions about what hypnotherapy actually is what what were your beliefs about it before you actually tried it out? I mean, I I had studied in school, so I was con- I was, you know, knowledgeable about mesmer and things like that and how it how it progressed. But to me, when I would always think of like the hardcore therapies, I would think of, you know, Freud, Beck, all of these other people that did not do that. And I mean, I guess Freud did hypnotherapy for a while, but he found talk therapy to be his, his favorite thing. Um, For me, looking back, I always saw it as sort of like a sideshow act, you know, you'd see it at a comedy show or something like that. And it was, it was something that always seemed like it was kind of mean kind of uh funny for everyone else but the person who was going through it and it made me feel really I don't know sort of cautious about even the possibility of having it done and so when I was doing the training and part of that was getting it I just really looked at myself and I said okay you're going to 
go into this thinking positive things. And when I did, um, did go in, I decided, okay, I'm, go I'm skeptical, but I'm going to approach this as a researcher and I'm just going to be open to the possibility that something might happen. And lo and behold, you know, <laughs> it, it has for me. So. Yes. So tell us more about that. Tell us about what you experienced that, that surprised you when, so in training, just to clarify for our listeners, when you do hypnotherapy training, part of the training is to experience a hypnotherapy session yourself so that you know what your clients are experiencing. Mm -hmm. And so you had a session where you were the client and, and what happened? Well, I was coming in because I am afraid of needles, like getting blood work and things. Don't use that against me, people. It's, it's a real phobia. <laughs> it is a real phobia. I've actually worked with several, several people over the years. Yeah. And that, that was their phobia. So I went in, you know, you get really nice and comfy in this chair that reclines and you can put on a blanket or whatever and just get all, all snuggly and comfy. And I talked with the therapist about the thing that was bringing me in and gave her a little bit more background information about, you know, how long it had been a concern of mine. And, and we started talking and a lot of it was like relaxation at first and visualizing things. And I never really felt like you might think you would feel going into a trance sort of it's sort of like when you're driving your car and you just sort of like oh I've just been you know doing this for 10 minutes where am I <laughs> I never yes. felt yeah I never felt like I was out of control of myself but I was more able to tap into things that were going on at a deeper level and there were things that I talked about that I wouldn't have necessarily linked with that that were really interesting that came out so you bring up so many good points first of all stage hypnosis is for entertainment mm -hmm. um and i think often people get the impression that somehow the hypnotist is controlling the behavior of the person on the stage Right. And while that person is in a trance and is being guided by the hypnotist, there is a part of them that wants to participate in that process. So mm -hmm. we cannot, as hypnotherapists or stage hypnotists as well, are not going to override your free will. If you were not the kind of person that would want to get on a stage and kind of, you know, play the, the clown a little bit, you're not going to do that. You're not going to be susceptible to being hypnotized in that environment your guards, your walls are going to go up and it's just not going to happen because you are always in complete control. So I think that's the first, uh, the biggest myth I think that discourages people from trying hypnosis is that they feel like maybe they would lose control of themselves in some sort of way. Oh, and you yeah. absolutely would not. Yeah. I've had, I've had clients who will sit and our first session is generally 90 minutes. If anyone's wondering what to expect when they come in, um, and I have had people talk to me just, just trying to delay the onset of the portion of, of session where we do go into hypnotherapy because they don't know what to expect. 
Yeah. So they, they're a little nervous going in and I, I want, I can, I always try to prepare people by saying you have nothing to be afraid of because you're in complete control of the process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing you said is like hypnosis or being in a trance is also a hypnotic state is called being in a trance. Mm-hmm. It's something we do on our own all the time. So yeah. like you mentioned, when you're driving and you just kind of space out and then you realize that you forgot, you know, you didn't even notice the last few miles because you were so intently thinking about something else. Or if you were to go into a daydream and, and just kind of get lost in the story in your mind, those are all hypnotic states. So just like you can go in and out of a daydream and pull yourself out of it. Yeah. This works the exact same way. Mm-hmm. But also what you said that I think this is the most important piece. And this is why we use hypnotherapy or use hypnosis in a therapeutic setting is because you can tap into information that you may not have access to. If you are just talking to, a, if you're just doing talk therapy, if you're just pro processing with the clinician talking about what's in your conscious awareness yeah and like we we provided that there is a good therapist and you know that is that is everyone at anchor light not to toot our own horns but we're all well-trained clinical therapists and none of us are going to be intentionally planting things which mm-hmm. is what, I mean, it's a risk of going in depending on, on what you're talking about. So that is, that is one of the misconceptions that I hear a lot that I just want to dispel as clinicians, you know, don't go out of our way to do that. That would, that wouldn't be appropriate of us. Yes. And, you know, we're doing, when we're in a session with a client, we're working to help find what is blocking them from moving in the direction that they want to move, whatever their goals are. And mm-hmm. so we want to keep it a very open space where whatever information comes up for them is what we're going to take a look at, not, not, you know, create a narrative for them. So yes, you don't want somebody who is, who is telling you what happened to you in hypnotherapy. You want somebody who's creating a space for you to tap into what is already there. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. So I wonder in in your experience, Laura, do you feel like clients that have a hard time visualizing have a harder time with hypno? Not really. So I am a person actually who is not very visual. When I am the client in a hypnotherapy session, I don't actually really see like visualizations. For me, I experience whatever information that I'm tapping into is more like a stream of consciousness coming to me or an awareness and is just as effective. So however you experience receiving information, I have other clients who have said are very visual. They feel like they're watching a movie play out on a screen. Maybe we're looking at childhood information and they feel like they're watching it. And that's fantastic, but not everybody has that experience. So I just think it's important to know Everyone can be hypnotized um, if they're willing, uh, but you may experience the information in different ways. And however it comes through is completely fine. You're Mm -hmm. still going to get the the therapeutic benefit of it. Right. Yeah. So have you had clients that you felt were, had a hard time because they weren't able to visualize or they weren't able to relax? Um, I haven't had anyone yet. I've had some people come in with a lot of anxiety, but if we do... Like, I want to let everyone know we have so many different scripts available. We have 
a lot of experience with guiding people through these um, experiences. If someone is having a really hard time relaxing, I might use progressive muscle relaxation script on them before we go into things that deepen their state of trance. I used my PMR script on you when I got to practice on you and you told me yes. I almost put you to sleep. So. I was very, very relaxed. So mm-hmm. like you said, have a lot of techniques and, and interventions we can use with people who are anxious, who can't relax, who feel like they're having trouble, like sinking into that relaxed state. So we've got that. If you feel like you're one of those people that isn't going to be able to be hypnotized because you're too nervous or too anxious, we've got lots of strategies to help you move past that. Yeah. And we always like to make sure for people that are a little bit more scared about what might happen about giving up control, we do work a lot on visualizing those feelings of safety and protection and really just keeping in constant communication with the client so that they know as they go through this process that they're not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And you will be completely aware of what's happening. So sometimes people are concerned. It will be like that. They won't remember the experience or it'll be something like being under anesthesia or being asleep. Mm -hmm. And it is not like that, that you are engaged with the therapist. You're talking about whatever you've come in to, to work on. Um, and it's a very gentle process. It's, there's nothing alarming about it. Right. And even when I have talked to people who feel like they fell asleep every once in a while throughout the process, they, they were telling me and they have been telling me recently that they can hear me and they're sort of self-adjusting and bringing themselves back. Yes, they're just going so deep into that trance state that they might not feel like they want to respond. And that is, while you are completely in control, sometimes people will feel like it's difficult to respond because they're really focusing on what's happening internally, or they feel like they don't want to move their, their body might feel really heavy, or it could feel light. Um, There's all kinds of different physical sensations that you can experience, but no matter what you're experiencing, you're always in control of the process. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad we get to talk about this and dispel some of these myths because I feel like everyone would benefit from trying some hypnotherapy. I think this is a great time for us to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss a little bit more about hypnotherapy and answer the question, is hypnotherapy backed by science? So stay tuned. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Thanks for tuning into our brand new show, Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, the co-host of Holding Ground, a therapist at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Our passion, our one big thing in life, above and beyond love, relationships, trauma, addiction, and healing, our specialty is helping others. Every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. 
Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. You're listening to Holding Ground. My name is Laura Richer, and I am with Mara Harrington. We are both therapists at Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington. And today, me and Mara are talking about hypnotherapy. So, Mara, a lot of people want to know, is hypnotherapy a bunch of crazy woo-woo spellcasting, or is it actually backed by science and a legit therapy? Well, I mean, it has a long history, so the appropriate answer would be yes to both questions, depending <laughs> on how you look at it. So I know I mentioned Mesmer before, and, you know, he he was the father of hypnosis, really. And he did catch a lot of slack for for having these ideas about getting people into this state with mesmerism and it didn't it didn't all really end well for him and I think one of the surprising things now is that you know you can you can think of it as either being like we said the sideshow act or something that you do in a hypnotherapist's office and I feel like a lot of people are surprised that we do it when I really feel like being in a hypnotherapist in a licensed therapist office is probably the best place to experience it. I mean, it isn't, it isn't really weird if you think about it, because I know I have heard from other people that hypnotherapy is like therapy on steroids and Uh yeah, you can get a lot, you can get places a lot faster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, the surprising thing is that hypno can have for a lot of different things, um, a success rate of over 90% and people really do benefit from it, whether it's short term or over more extended periods of time. Uh, it's actually been considered an acceptable form of medical treatment since the 50s, since the 1950s, just for clarification. Um, and I know that you and I both receive a lot of clients who want to try hypno. And it's actually, it, it's one of, the, one of the bigger things that we do get into our office, um, especially in, in the experience that I'm having seeing clients now, um, the ones that are feeling stuck in regular therapy. And for a lot of those people, it can help more where traditional therapy might not be as effective. Yes. So it's a great place if you've done a lot of talk therapy and you feel like you've got, you're maybe in a stuck place where you have everything that you're consciously aware of, you've talked about, you've processed, and you're still not getting the result that you'd like to get. Hypnotherapy is a great tool to use to go deeper, to access that deeper information that maybe we aren't consciously aware of. And then you can access that and bring it into your conscious awareness so you can start 
to work with whatever is keeping you stuck, whatever that underlying thing is so that you can start to move forward. Yeah. Do you, I like using it in therapy. And I also want to point out that it is a type of therapy, that it's not a magic wand, that it's mm-hmm. not necessarily that you're going to get a result in one session, that it is a process just like talk therapy. As often it can be much faster than talk therapy, mm-hmm. but you know, if I had that magic wand to just wave, to tell you those three magic words to have you never eat candy again, I would. You would not do that to me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Don't take my candy away. Right. Um, We've talked about this, Laura, that's setting boundaries. I know. So it is again, and I think sometimes that can be frustrating for people Especially mm-hmm. since it's been marketed to help with weight loss and quitting smoking. And it absolutely can uh, help you address the underlying issues that uh, uh, addictive behaviors can be a symptom of. But mm-hmm. it is not, you are a participant in the process. It is not a magic spell or a magic wand. There is work that accompanies doing any type of therapy, including hypnotherapy. Right. Um, if you if you want said, to call me Voodoo Queen Mara as we go into hypnosis, that is perfectly <laughs> acceptable, though. Yes, <laughs> you're. But you are not in control. The client is, and so that is correct. Yes. That is correct. Yeah. So that there there is a process to it, and so that, yes. that's another one of the big myths that I really try to uh, address with clients before they start is that it isn't. You know, it is. It is super magical because it you can get amazing results, but there it is a therapy. There is a process and work that yeah done on the client's part. And and we take a lot of time getting to the point where we talk to clients, especially you know depending on how how long and how how successful they have been with hypno in the past. Have you been put under? Um, how was the experience, those kinds of things, like coming in, we do spend a lot of time talking to clients about the issue that they would like to work on. Like, we don't just, um, put someone under and then say, okay, what brings you in today? (laughs) We have a focus. (laughs) Yes. And sometimes, you know, I, I do check in with the clients at the beginning of every session, Mm -hmm. Um, and do it's, you know, we are trained in, um, several types, several, all of the therapists at Anchor Light are trained in multiple types of therapy. So we might just not do straight hypnosis. We might do some cognitive behavioral therapy to help you process what's come up in hypnosis. We may just do some just checking in to see where you're at. So part Mm -hmm. of this session often can be talking with the client to, and then also at the end of the session to process what has come up for them, we will discuss it. So it's very much a type of therapy. We're not just, like you said, just having you walk in the door, casting our magic spell, and then having you walk out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, that is, that is one of the things, because I know, like I said, I've had people who were so scared to come in and what might happen that they wind up, they wind up talking about that for half a session. So we wind up processing why someone might be fearful of letting go and it isn't and it isn't even letting go of control it's just in that moment feeling like there really isn't anything to concern you but the one issue that you want to work on 
Yes. So there might be some preparation before you even do an actual hypnotherapy session just to Mm -hmm. address any concerns that you have about either, you know, feeling relaxed um, and about the whole process, or sometimes Mm -hmm. people are concerned about what they're going to find, that maybe this information has been buried for a reason and they don't always know if, if they want to tap into that. Um, So that's something that we'll take into consideration as well when we're working with someone and considering whether we would use hypnotherapy with them or not. Sometimes severely traumatized clients are not going to, that's not going to be the best place for them to start their therapy. Mm -hmm. It might be a place that they end up, but that might be, it is an intense form of therapy. And so not always the best starting point. And we as licensed therapists will help you evaluate whether it's a good fit for you. Mm -hmm. I know even I, when I, when I was having my first session and I was under was, I was crying. I remember I told you it was called emotional leakage for me Mm -hmm. because I wasn't certain of the source. Like, why am I doing this? And I was just feeling really um, strange about it because like, okay, I'm not feeling sad. I'm not feeling upset. Why is this (laughs) happening to me? So it was really helpful to have a therapist there to remind me that I was okay, that nothing was going to happen because I was in control of my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. And I agree with you that in cases of trauma and, you know, childhood concerns, it isn't something that we would jump right to. I would definitely do more work first before delving into that with a client so they feel comfortable getting to that point, whether it's through DBT, ACT, CBT, any any of the therapies that I work with, um, and then going in, but only when they're ready to let go of other things for that hour, hour and a half to really focus on that one thing that can be really scary for them. Yes. And the emotional leakage that you speak of Mm -hmm. is common um, because what happens, and this is exactly why hypnosis and hypnotherapy is such a fast acting type of therapy is because Mm -hmm. it allows you to tap into emotions that maybe you have kept pushed down. So through the process of hypnosis, you're going directly to the emotional source of whatever is going on. And you might feel that emotion. Often it can be sadness or It could even be, you know, tears of joy or relief. Um, And I always consider a few tears success in a hypnotherapy session because I feel like that means we've really done some deep work. But I always warn my clients, you might cry during your session. You might not, but there's, you know, probably 95% of the clients I work with do tap into some intense emotions. And that's just a normal part of the process that they're, if you can just allow that to happen without any judgment and just move through it, you're going to feel so much better afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then reminding too of like the goal, you know, because I have a lot of people who come in um, for obviously the biggies, like the ones that you typically think of associated with hypno, like I want to quit smoking or I want to work on my anxiety and like smoking and using other kinds of tobacco, there's like a 
93% success rate, 93 to 90% success rate. So it is pretty profoundly effective. And part of building that confidence and knowing that they've made the right choice and doing that is, you know, that really helps push past a lot of the anxiety and the nerves about coming in and having that done. Because, I mean, it can be three times more effective than using a nicotine patch. Yes, because it's addressing what's underlying the behavior. Mm -hmm. And so when we work with clients who are wanting to use hypnotherapy for behavioral change, and often that's weight loss, quitting smoking. So I've worked with people for uh, biting nails, different forms of self-sabotage, mm -hmm. uh, increasing confidence, all of these things that we can work on that are related to behavioral change. Yeah. The reason the therapy can be so effective is because we're getting to the root of what's blocking you from changing that behavior. So consciously we know, hey, I should quit smoking because it's bad for my health and I don't want to do it anymore. But there's something that keeps you tied to it. And that's what we want to address. What is underneath that? Yeah. And I'm, I'm really excited because there are so many different things that you can address. You know, one of the things that I'm, I have been exploring more recently, um, well, there are actually two. So one of them is um, helping a friend of mine go through some test anxiety. She is gearing up for a very, very intense, um, only offered once a year board certification. And she is a friend, she's not a client, so I feel okay talking about this. Um, so we're working on that. And she is also creating a tiny human right now. She's due in the beginning of August, I believe. Um, another Leo in the world. <laughs> Everyone. Oh, very exciting. Um, so she's got right. a lot on her plate right now. So yeah, so we're working on doing on addressing test anxiety, so that it's easier for her to focus on that. The other thing that we are working on is a progression um, through her trimesters um, with hypnotherapy preparing for childbirth because hypno can be used to reduce pain too. Mm -hmm. So having that long-term practice of those skills can help to significantly reduce the pain or eliminate the pain of childbirth. And I know in some places they even use hypnotherapy to replace anesthesia. Yes, that and and the hypnobirthing is something that a lot of people who would like to have a natural childbirth that they don't want to use any any drugs is a resource that they can use to yes. help manage pain through the process. Uh -huh. I had a natural childbirth, and let me say, I would have I would have enjoyed some hypno therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I love my daughter, but I would I would have loved some hypno. Yes. Because as I mean, we mentioned, little... needle phobia. So that giant spine needle was off the table for me. Oh, wow. Okay. So that would be <laughs> a perfect example of when you might want to try to use hypnotherapy. If you are going to have a big life event, that mm -hmm. it will prepare you for that. Exactly. Exactly. And it not, I mean, we can use it in closer, closer to 
term, but certainly there are options for starting out even in the first trimester and working on visualizations just so once you get to that point where you are ready to go into active labor and go to the hospital, you have skills that you are confident in. And that is one of the keys of the kinds of therapy that I do would be practicing your skills when you are not in distress so that you can use them with confidence when you are. Yes. Yeah. So, so cool. So, you know, there's so many things you can do with hypnotherapy that I don't think people associate with it. Like oh, yes. birth is a great example. Mm-hmm. It kind of get, it's been pigeonholed into weight loss and smoking cessation, which it is very effective for, yes. but even things like building uh, self-confidence Um, reducing anxiety in relationships. I've worked with a lot of clients over the years who have a lot of uh, anxiety around dating or Uh getting into new relationships. And it can really help them work through that and have better coping skills while they're going through those stressful situations. Mm -hmm. Um, Just all kinds of things that you might not even think of. So I mean, I've, I've had um, some pretty significant success working with, um, children. It can help with shyness. Uh, In cases of autism, it can help a client to better understand the importance of making eye contact. Um, It can help them also with anxiety. Uh, We, I have been using it with an OCD client to help to kind of reduce the distress that they feel because they're able to tap into those images mm-hmm. and it yeah there are so many different things so many addictions weight loss anxiety phobias letting go when you're feeling a really profound heartbreak mm, yes processing grief that is mm-hmm. a, a great modality for helping clients move through issues around grief and loss. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you bring up kids. I love this type of therapy for kids. I personally do not work with kids, but we have a couple therapists at Anchor Light who do, Mara being one of them, mm-hmm. and it really allows them to tap into their imagination to develop coping skills, which is probably in great need right now as kids are transitioning to go back to school after being at home, you know, on doing online school all year. And now they're going to be transitioning. They're going to be changing their routines, going back into social situations. And for some Mm -hmm. kids, that is really exciting. And for other kids, that's really stressful right now. Yeah. Yeah. So just even thinking about all of the things that these little people have to process, it's a lot, right? And then you throw in children who have social anxiety, children who are neuroatypical and this this constant change of what everyone around them is viewing as consistent day-to-day stuff is really turbulent for them and in a lot of these cases it can be distressing in itself so helping them to be able to tap into these skills into into mindfulness, into the imagery. And children are amazingly imaginative, which 
can help so much when you're doing visualizations like this. And yeah, they, they just can take that and it can help to build confidence, can help them when they are self-soothing. And that can- to their imaginations already it just gives them a tool to really like tap into their own inner resources like you said mm-hmm. to soothe themselves and to and to improve their own com- coping skills when they're in situations where they're, they're distressed by just imagining things mm-hmm. absolutely to use it as a superpower it's so important and i think that kids really really like that thought that this this is now your superpower that you you can talk yourself down from this situation and isn't that amazing when you're little and you're feeling like you don't have any control over what's going on in your life very very cool all right well let's take another quick break if you are interested in learning more about hypnotherapy and how it could help you or your child go to anchorlighttherapy.com and you can schedule a complimentary consultation with one of our therapists so that we can uh talk to you and see if we might be a good fit to help you with whatever goals you're trying to accomplish. So we will be right back. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about one of the more mystical aspects of hypnotherapy, which is past life regression. So stay tuned. Let me pull out my crystal ball. (laughs) (laughs) We are the physicians, the nurses, the hospital and health system leaders. All we ask of you is to take three simple steps proven to stop the spread of COVID. Wear a cloth face mask, maintain social distance, and wash your hands. Scientific evidence must shape our decisions, dictate our actions, and protect our health. We are not powerless. Together, we will defeat COVID. This has been a message from the American Hospital Association, the American Medical Association, and the American Nurses Association. Thanks for tuning into our brand new show, Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, the co-host of Folding Ground, a therapist at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Our passion, our one big thing in life, above and beyond love, relationships, trauma, addiction, and healing, our specialty is helping others. Every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. It's time that you are heard, and I don't mean in just a conversation. I mean really heard. Imagine hosting your very own radio program on Alternative Talk 1150. Talk about being heard. Call 425-653-1150 right now to learn how affordable it can be to host your own radio show. Time slots are going fast, so take hold of this chance by dialing 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Holding Ground. This is Mara Harrington, one of the licensed therapists at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Thank you for joining us today on Holding Ground on 1150 AM KKNW. And thank you for joining us, Laura. Well, thank you for having me, Mara. I'm so excited to be here with you today to talk about hypnotherapy. Yeah, so... We're both doing hypno and, you know, I'm sure we've gotten a lot of the same questions as therapists about this. And I know I have gotten a lot of questions just mentioning to, you know, friends, family, and even some of my clients that I'm doing it. So tell me a little more about some of the questions that you've heard. 
from clients who are interested in hypnosis, well, one thing that a lot of clients have an interest, you know, we talked in our previous segment about behavior change and relieving stress and uh, how hypnotherapy can help children. But a lot of people like to use hypnotherapy as part of their spiritual practice. And so this is where I think sometimes uh, hypnotherapy gets a little bit of a woo-woo reputation, which is cool because I like all that stuff too. Um, yes. But one modality that, that is called past life regression. And so past life regression is a form of hypnotherapy. And we do get a lot of clients who have an interest in trying that, um, which you use hypnosis to access your, access the subconscious mind where you can explore information related to past life experiences. So this this type of therapy can be, it has a therapeutic benefit, whether you believe in past lives or not. If you do believe in past lives and you want to find out, you know, maybe why something is showing up for you in this current life that doesn't really seem to make sense. You can't find a reason, you know, it rooted in this life experience. Like some people want to explore past life information to see if they could find something there. Mm-hmm. Don't believe in past lives can also benefit from doing past life uh, regression hypnotherapy because what it does is it allows you to go into a trance state to maybe look at a problem you are experiencing in your current life and put it on a storyline of something outside of you so that you can observe it from a different perspective. And through that, a lot of times clients will gain different insights and awarenesses about something that they're experiencing in their current life because they're able to look at it from a different place um, and observe it. So whatever you believe, it's a really cool therapy that can help you, like for any, you know, all the reasons people come to hypnotherapy, to get unstuck. Yeah, and that's a really great way of looking at it because I feel, I feel like looking at an issue from the position of past life self and present life self is kind of like a thing that we do as hypnotherapists called parts therapy and it allows messages and just it's a really positive experience I feel um, where you're communicating between past self and present self and looking at the things that you want to carry forward in your life that are positive, that will help you grow, that will help you get past issues that bring you into therapy. Um, And also looking at that past self and being really reaffirming of how far you've gotten And I mean, I've had people really surprised, like, yes, maybe I do need to do, do this. Maybe I do need to tap into a creative outlet more because of this person that I was, who was entertaining and making people happy and, you know, going out and being socially not distanced. So... (laughs) So the, so it's really interesting. Like the first time I heard about past life regression, I read a book by Dr. Brian Weiss, mm-hmm. uh, Many Lives, Many Masters. And what really resonated with me in the book was the fact that he was a, um, he was a Yale trained clinical 
can't remember if he was a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but he was the head of, uh, of the psychiatric department at Cedar sinai So very mm-hmm. traditional in his training. And he yeah. was working with a client who had severe anxiety and they weren't making progress in talk therapy. So he decided to try using hypnotherapy with her. Mm-hmm. She would spontaneously go into past lives that did, it didn't make any since she was seeing herself in ancient Greece and all these different places. But through that process, they were really able to address the root of her anxiety and she started to, to heal. So when I read this book, for me, knowing that this, this traditionally trained psychotherapist had just spontaneously landed on this was so interesting to me. And I wanted to try it and see what would happen when, if I was to try to explore that kind of information. Mm -hmm. Um, I found a hypnotherapist and this was in the late nineties, maybe. So they weren't, it wasn't as readily available as it is today. Right. Um, found a therapist to go see that did do past life regression. And I was the worst client ever in the beginning of the session. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe I'm making this up. I don't know. You know, so mm-hmm. it was in the process. I wasn't allowing the information to come through. So it did take a couple tries, but when mm-hmm. I did finally have a session where I really got into trance, I was able to access some information that was so it just really enlightened me on some of the issues that I was struggling with in my own, in my own life at that time, specifically related to a relationship. Um, and so, you know, the question people often ask is, is this real? Am I making this up? Did this really happen? I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if the stuff that I've seen in past lives is real. And I really did experience it during a different time. I'm really open to that as a possibility, or mm-hmm. if it's just an avenue that my mind uses to process something that I can't make sense of currently, either way, it's very effective in helping you understand what's going on and then moving forward to making whatever changes you need to make. It is. And we're all making steps to become better. Right. And there, I mean, if we're just, even if we're just focusing on what you've called the woo woo, the mystical aspects of hypno, you know, there, there are a lot of different things that you can do there, you know, tapping into your empathy Um, there. And these are just things that I've explored out of sheer curiosity at the many different things that we can do with hypno. Um, If you are a person who believes in spirit guides, things like that, there are guided hypnotherapy practices that can help you to identify those things you know something kind of like finding that message that gives you strength in hypno that or that object that you can carry forward so there are a lot of a lot of different ways that you can approach it depending on your belief system you know if you're more likely to believe in the concept of reincarnation um then absolutely past life regression is going to be something that might speak more to you than other people. Yeah. Yeah. Is whatever your belief system is. And so it's interesting. I've had as the client, I have had many sessions over the years where I've said something and it's like, I've tapped into this inner wisdom that I wouldn't have been able to tap into otherwise if Mm -hmm. I wasn't in a hypnotized or a trance state. So I will say something in my, in that session that I'll think kind of, wow, that was really smart. I wonder where that came from. Cause it almost feels mm-hmm. like it come from you. You're able to bypass all of the stuff in your, you know, conscious awareness, your a- analytical mind 
and really go to this deeper part of you. So whatever that part is, however you define that, whether it's looking at past lives or spirit guides or a lot of people, I do a lot of work with people who uh, connect with their higher self or their wise, their, their inner wisdom, their wise mm-hmm. self. It can just help you get this deeper level of information that you might not have access to otherwise. Absolutely. Just being able to get so relaxed. I remember my first experience too, just being like, why? Why did I even, like, first, why did I not make the connections that I've made in hypno before? And how was I able to make those connections? You know, I was thinking about something that was very physical and very painful and it was taking me right back to my very early childhood which was so fascinating for me and thinking about things that I hadn't even associated with it that I was seeing really were like you know my brother was in the hospital when he was an infant and apparently at least the way that I was seeing it sort of dispassionately in that session was, you know, that was the moment for me that I saw those kinds of procedures as something to be scared of. So that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always remembered seeing him there. Dan, I love you. And I always remember that moment because I've always been your big sister and I will always love you. Um, It was really hard to watch. And when you're that young, I think I was three. I didn't have the words to understand or to be explained to, you know, my brother had osteomyelitis. It's a bone infection. And he was in the hospital because he almost lost his leg. And I couldn't understand that at that time, you know, and no one, no one is explaining to a three-year-old in, in no uncertain terms, you know, what's going on. So it was all very confusing. And I feel like that was one of the things for me, at least that led to me feeling that way. It's so interesting, the things that come up, whether it's, you know, what's considered past life information that you tap into or childhood memories, the things that influence us that are under the surface that are in the subconscious mind that we've lost track of. And, and I, I use this story a lot when I'm telling clients about how hypnosis works for myself, I was having an aversion to bringing lunch to work. I would just, mm-hmm. I'd buy groceries and then I'd throw them away. And I was like, why can I not just put food in a bag and bring it to work? There's all these reasons why I want to do it. It's it's uh, more cost effective. It's healthier. It's food I like. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with bringing lunch to work. Why do I have this mental block where I'm just not doing it? And I did a hypnotherapy session about it because it seemed so absurd to me. And what I accessed in my hypnotherapy session was myself around like six or seven years old in elementary school. And my mom had given me a, a probably a healthy lunch that I would like today. I remember there, they used to buy this Paul's Bow nut bread that I thought mm-hmm. was repl- as a child, I'd probably, I wanted white wonder bread. Everyone wants white wonder bread. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But 
I would go to school and throw my lunch away because I didn't like it. And then I would just buy a cookie or like what maybe one of my friends would give me a ding dong or something. But um, so I had created this negative association in my mind with bringing lunch to bringing your lunch, that if you bring your lunch with you, it's not going to be good. So mm-hmm. as an adult, even though I knew that I wanted to bring my lunch and I was trying to do it, I had this unconscious obstacle that was like, that was sabotaging my, my efforts. So mm-hmm. It's just really fascinating. And that's just a silly yeah. example, but that's kind of how it works. Yeah. So the answer for you from, from my clinical perspective would be to bring ding-dongs to work for lunch I and know. process that aversion in a and really positive so and chocolatey. doesn't want a ding-dong. <laughs> right. In a, in a really positive and chocolatey way, though. Yeah. So I really... Yeah, I feel like it's it's really exciting and just like looking at the concepts. I mean, you're doing parts therapy. We're doing like child regression. Um, it can help you to tap into emotions that you might be too distracted to consider. And I feel like hypno brings a lot of those to the forefront so you can really put them under the microscope and make those changes like one of the things that we do, it isn't all about completely eliminating how you're feeling in some places. Like I have had people struggle with OCD, for example, and in their regular life, that might not be something that they want to have. But in their professional life, that is something that makes them a powerhouse at what they're doing. So it's really important for people to know that we are not necessarily asking you to completely strip something from yourself, but rather to figure out what purpose it serves. Laura? Yeah, and then use it when it's the most useful for you. So we, Mm -hmm. I can't believe this, but we are out of time. Hmm. Um, we'll probably will be continuing this conversation because it's one of my favorite topics, but if you would like to reach out, if you would like to schedule a session with Mara or any of our other therapists at Anchor Light Therapy Collective and see how hypnotherapy can help you go over to anchorlighttherapy.com to the get started page and schedule your complimentary consultation. So we will be back next week with more on in the world of therapy and positive mental health at Holy Ground. We'll see you then. Stay well, Seattle. Thanks for tuning in to Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, owner of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, a therapist at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. We'll see you next week.